morning. This is Drive Times, the podcast when I'm driving to or from work, and we talk about random stuff. Well, kind of random stuff. So today is June the 15th, 2020. I am halfway done with June. Uh, the last time I did a podcast, it was in the middle of May, and uh, I've had a, a lot of crazy stuff going on. We are in the middle of the corona um, pandemic. Um, yeah, apparently studies are showing now, and different things are showing now, that coronavirus is kind of hard to transport and transfer over from uh, one individual to another individual. Well, again, if you're wearing a mask, and that's good cautionary in case uh, you have it on yourself, right? So if you have the coronavirus and you don't want to spread it, wearing a mask does help contain it, but uh, hard surfaces, different things like that, there's a lot of, um, I guess, talk about the coronavirus being easily spreadable and easily can easily jump from one person to another and contact surfaces uh, can have coronavirus on it up to like 48 hours or some some crazy number like that. Well, it's actually like uh, two hours to 45 minutes. That's kind of the lifespan limit. And by us sanitizing everything and I mean, just bare, you know, washing your hands, sanitizing your counter, sanitizing uh, your clothes, or, you know, I think you can mitigate a lot of the risk. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be gone forever, and I'm not saying that's not a uh, critical disease. I'm just saying that it's it's interesting to me that the world overreacted. And now you have a lot of different witch hunts. You have the government... Uh, sorry, the government stepping in and saying, hey... Um, shut everything down. So that's what I've been dealing with the last, what the world's been dealing with at this point for the last three months, four months. But more recently, I've been dealing with that uh, personally with the last month, month and a half uh, due to my work. Not because I've caught the virus or have the virus, but um, yeah, I just, it's, it's interesting because I see if you remember the guy that died beside Jesus was like 
guy was sitting up there on, on the cross of Calverly. You know, he was a thief, I want to say, with 90% accuracy. And God kind of, Jesus looked at him and said, hey, you know, um, because you're with me, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be in heaven. Because you're with me, you're in heaven. So, uh, it's hard for me to sit here and say, oh, this guy was a demonized character. This guy was X, Y, and Z. It doesn't help me hate a man who was murdered. I'm, I'm sorry. It doesn't do that for me. It doesn't. I, I, I don't feel any anger toward George Floyd for being a prosecuted black man uh, doing things. Now, by the way, let's not overlook the fact that there was probably a reason for the start of the interaction other than the, the guys having a super racist tendency to kill black people. I mean, that's the result, right? The result was an African-American man died. Black guy died. I mean, was there narcotics found? Was the man shouting? Was there an argument? Was there, what were the factors around the stop? Was the interaction negative before? Maybe. Could be. Possible. Right? Nobody really knows. Because there's not a lot of outlets talking about that. They're talking about, rightfully, sit here 
paper. All right, looked at the first page, read the page, closed the book, we're done. It's gotta be something. There has to be a reason for a story. Because if George Floyd is, is, is walking through and a cop just hits him, hits him, hits him on the ground, knee on the knee on the on the back of the neck and now he's dead. I I really find that hard to believe. It's like when people fight. Like any kind anytime you see like a on YouTube, you see like a fight. An instance where two individuals have uh, either shot each other or knifed each other or they're at a gas station parking lot, they're swinging. There's there's something that leads up to it, right? Most most videos catch at least a part of the lead up. You know, swing full. Yeah, that's what I thought. You were blank, blank, blank. And, you know, there, there's some uh, building up animosity point. Both parties are engaging in uh, harsh words or they're engaging in an argument. Or, you know, there is a point to where it breaks off into a physical altercation. He threatened my life. He 
tried to attack me and assault me, and then I restrained the individual on the ground. That's probably around what I'm going to hear when it comes to this piece of shit guy's fucking argument, like his defensive uh, piece, right? That's probably what you're going to hear, something very similar to that. I was following policy, I wasn't being you know, aggressive, I pulled him out of his vehicle, and when I mean pulled, I asked him to step out, not physically aggressively removed him, which, you know, uh, uh, and then he got uh, really mouthy and testy, he attacked me, I uh, de-escalated the situation by physical force, I laid him on the ground, and then I was restraining him, uh, waiting for backup to come, and the man died. That's probably what the fuck is going to be said. Now, is some of that true? Probably, yeah. Uh, is that exactly how that happened? No, that is a polished version of what the fuck happened. And again, I don't know. I wasn't there. This is purely speculation based off of uh, different accounts of police officer altercations uh, that I've read from court reports. That's kind of how these things turn out is you get a very uh, brushed up, uh, shined up version of the truth where the officer speaking about him, saying it, is looking like he's a hero. He's looking like he's legit. Now, should he have sat on the dude's neck for nine minutes and prejudices that um, he lives with and that he pushes. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's that's the deal. So the other part of the coin, right, the, the back side of it, is all the all the things that happen afterwards. Is the narratives that start to grow off of this altercation. So if you do believe that it was racially motivated, purely racially motivated, like, at some point, um, because my belief is this. I believe that it was a stop for some reason. 
uh, and it got physical at some point, and then there was restraint, and because the guy has a hatred or some kind of overly prejudice, he really did put the screws to the guy, and he killed him. That's that's what I think happened, That's because that's what I see, right? I don't see race being, like, a predominantly factor, right? Like, a, oh, yeah, there's another black guy. Let me pull him over and murder him. Like, I, if that's what, when people say, oh, it's racist, you know, it's racist. That's what I think. That's what that means right now. Now I understand people are gonna be like, no, that's just something that you have. And you know, you, know, you have a, a predominance on, on your opinions and all the other stuff. And yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with that. Like people who are prejudiced usually have uh, more racist um, tendencies when it comes to how they would like things to look, how they would like things to, to be socially, how they would feel uh, more comfortable or what they socially think is acceptable. But please understand the definition of prejudice and racism. Racism is that you believe your race is superior to others. Prejudice is that you have a predisposition to either liking or disliking things over other things. So if you are a, a Hispanic person who doesn't like Asians, you are racist because you, well, if you are a person who believes that the Hispanic race is better than Asians, then that is racism. But if you believe that you're a Hispanic person and you don't like, or a white person, you don't like other white people, right? That's a prejudice that you have. That's a prejudice that you hold. Um, and, and believe it or not, most of the people are um, saying, well, you know, uh, the black people gotta be this, and the white people gotta be that, and the Mexicans have to be this, and the Asian people have to be this. Usually those persons, those people, those individuals, they have prejudices, all right? They, they do have prejudices. Um, racism and racist uh, is a person who believes that the race is better than the others. So I don't know if this cop in question is a racist because you would have to go through any kind of social media post where he is clearly examining, oh, you know, all white guys should be the apex predator of the community, of the society, yada, yada, yada. I, I don't know if that's what's going on here. And it's a stretch for me to sit here and back that theory because I have no information. Now, I am biased in my picking of sources. I don't go far left, and I don't go far right. I try to stay in the middle of what I feel is relatable and fact-based media. I mean, and when I mean far left or far right, I don't do satire sites, so Bumblebee isn't a site that I would, you know, uh, you know would go to. Crazy, crazy, crazy left, crazy, crazy, crazy right. I really don't get sources because it's obviously laced with narrative. And it's obviously laced with um, skew. Uh, you know, and I, I'm just a guy who, okay, what were the facts? What happened um, physically? Don't give me your perspective on it was charged with this and he had a motivation for that. Until you read different parts of media, then you really understand the biases and the language that they use in order to form opinions, in order to push a specific, um, a specific narrative. Um, anyway, I, I think we'll table that piece for later, for probably another discussion. But the biggest thing that I can see about this is that after the fact people taking the ball and running with a certain narrative 
and saying, this is what it was. We don't know. We really don't know. And I'm not a person who's going to sit here and say, that's what it was for sure. And I'm not a person that's going to say, hey, that's not what it was. Because truthfully, I don't know. But I think running to one specific excuse or one specific way of thinking isn't good. So let's pull up some of the arguments that happen after the fact. The main one is that the guy is racist, which could be probably is, to be honest. Like, probably does feel like white people are better than, than other people. Let's just be real. Um, I'm, by the way, I don't know if I've ever said this, but I'm Hispanic. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Mexican dude from Texas, okay? So the idea that I really have a dog in this fight, I don't. I don't. Uh, I mean, I'm kind of on the thing of people shouldn't just be murdered. Uh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of there. I'm kind of like, hey, that guy should have been killed. Oh, he was dealing drugs, shouldn't have been killed. Oh, he was fighting back, shouldn't have been killed. Like, I'm, I'm there. That's how I am with this because I take it as an individual piece. I don't take it as a race issue for me because I'm not black and I'm not white white people get really offensive because they feel like it's an unjust way of categorizing all individuals, right? And that's why most of them say all lives matter because they feel like every individual person has value and every individual person should be accounted for. That's It's an equality kind of thing, right? That's what the liberals talk about, equality for all. Interesting. Um, then you have the Black Lives Matter piece. And Black Lives do matter. There's so many people that I know that are African American that have shaped my life, whether it be uh, through comedy, through intellectual reading, through works they published, uh, friends that I've had throughout the years, people who changed my perspective and, and challenged me to think differently or to even consider things. And I think it's healthy. But that's not why they have value to me. Because of their skin color, they have value? No, because they're an individual person. There's a guy I grew up with. His name's Kelvin Holloway. Uh, for a long time, I considered him one of my best friends. From, I think, the run of seventh grade all the way to, like, senior year in high school. Low-key was one of the people that I truly liked. He was a smart guy. He was funny. He was dependable. He was honest. You know, we were both running backs in seventh grade football. And we were cool as shit, played football. Freshman year, I I told him to, and tell him to, but I I really kind of badgered this guy to run track freshman year because I wanted to be on the four by one. I remember the conversation, but after that he did, he was was a good basketball player, great basketball player. I think I I low-key put him in the yearbook like four or five more times than I would have, simply because he was my my guy. Like, I mean, like, I mean, it's, uh, we went to uh, Astroworld, the last year that it was open for for a uh, physics, it's the only reason why I was in AP physics, physics so I could go to Astral World. And, and me and him were, were, were just kind of throwing it up. But I don't know if he has those experiences with me. But I have those memories and those experiences with him. And you know what I don't attribute to? All those experiences? The color of his skin. I don't. I just don't. I, I don't. It's not something that I look at and say... You know, Kelvin Holloway was great because he's black. No, Kelvin Holloway was great because he was fucking Kelvin Holloway. That's why, you know? 
Like that that's why he was a great guy, because he was who he was. It's not because of the skin color, it's oh well, you know, it's perfect. Uh, same thing with Dontre Hawkins, the, the guy who I believe scored the first touchdown in my fo- my first ever football game. That guy is fucking cool too. Like, but I I think that their paradigm, the w- the way that he sees it, or the way that my my brother sees it, or the way that my cousins see it, are all going to be different, right? So I can't sit here and project my um, my opinions or my feelings or my thought process onto them because they might they might not experience. I could be the annoying ass dude this whole time, and I just never knew. I just never knew. But my paradigm, the way I see stuff, is not through color. And I think a lot of people do see things through color, whether it be through hardships, whether it be through the the social structure that they've grown up with, right? The paradigm that they were presented and the acceptance of that paradigm, right? There's a lot of reasons to explain why people believe what they believe, why they think the way they think, and how different people can be from point A to point B. So, like me and my... my, uh, sisters. We don't see things politically the same. We all have different experiences. Do I respect my sisters? I love my sisters. I I love them. You know, one was in the service. One was a military person. Uh, The other one uh, went to college. She was educated as a master's degree. And the other one is kind of living her life. She's younger than me, so she hasn't really explored anything. But didn't go to college, really. Kind of bounced around different things. And is a little bit more woke than people, right? Do they all have value in their opinion? Yes and no. I believe that they really do feel strongly about their opinion. But if you can't rationalize it, or if you don't have a way to really explain point A to point B, I don't know if I can understand where you come from. And I, that doesn't mean I won't try, by the way. It doesn't mean that I'm not, oh, well, you know, hey, um, so-and-so thinks this and this. Because I don't think that, I'm just shutting it down. No, I mean, that's, for one, you should never do that because you you alienate people. But for two, if you are going to do that, I mean, what's the purpose, right? So me and my brothers and sisters don't see, you know, politically correct or politically idolized. But it's not that I shut them down. I just, I feel like, hey, that's not a strong way of, that's not a strong way of doing this. So my views have changed over the years. Going into college, I felt different. Going out of college, I felt different. Um, going into the workforce, my views continue to change. And, and now as a um, parent, as a taxpayer, as, uh, as an adult, as a grown-up with responsibilities, I think you can, you got to find a consistent philosophy and run by it because that's the only way that you'll be able to, it's the only way that you'll be able to, to, to get it, right? It's the only way that you'll be able to lay down at night and say, okay, hey, this is what I consistently believe. With all that being said, I, it's hard for me to, to look at something like a murder of a guy and say, well, that's okay. No, no, I, I don't think I'm going to sit here and be like, yeah, that's fine. He murdered a guy. You know, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm good. He murdered a dude. I don't think I'm going to do that. That's not, that's not what I'm about, for one. 
but the arguments after the fact of, you know, it being racially and, you know, motivated, it could have been definitely could have been a hundred percent racially motivated and it probably was, but I don't know that for fact. And just because it was racially motivated, it's a mixture. I think it, you know, it's a mixture of different things. It's, you know, 70% following procedures, 80% doing something, you know, uh, 20% doing something else. It's just, it's interesting, but, um, I guess we'll dive in to, um, the media swirl afterwards, you know, after, after a while, I think what I'd like to do is just kind of make a key bullet points of three or four reasons and three or four things. And then we'll discuss and talk about those things because I think that's going to be fruitful for the conversation. But if you think I'm pro, uh, you know, killing people just in general, doesn't matter if the black, white, green, orange, yellow, it doesn't matter. But if you think I'm pro killing people, you're wrong. I'm not going to ever be okay with people, with police, SWAT, military, just wholesale murdering people. That's not, that's not the move, right? It's, it's not something that I'm ever going to be for. Do I believe that at some point people need to die? Yeah, yeah definitely. I think that, you know, uh, the murder penalty, the death penalty, um, is something that I look at cause I'm in Texas as a very extreme punishment but in certain cases, warranted. If this Minnesota murder happened in Texas, I am pretty sure we would look at um, lethal injection for uh, the perpetrator. Now, it would go through different different chains, different reactions, different things like that. But that's at least what I would feel would be a appropriate, uh, on the table at least, for starting punishment for, for, for that guy. Cause fuck that. You, you can just straight up murder people, especially if you're in a position of power. Yeah. Forget that. Um, but that's going to conclude this episode of draft time talking about, uh, George Floyd and, uh, in his murder by a Minnesota police officer. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think what we'll dive into next time is the, the follow-up, which is what happens now? What happens after this event happens? We'll talk about the riots. We'll talk about um, race relations because I guess that's the narrative that's being spun now. Um, and, and then just my perspective. Again, I'm a Hispanic dude. I'm not a dude who's black or white. Um, you know, I just, it, it's interesting how that narrative is going gonna, is gonna to go uh, long-term for the country. But yeah, uh, it's been drive time for June the 15th, 2020. Uh, have a good day. Bye.